0: Amen. Our scripture this morning comes from the Old Testament. Um, I learned a lot about Moses. You know, they they tell you that you're always learning, and that's true. Even for pastors, the more you study the Bible, you know, the more there is just to learn, and the more you discover. And um, so I got a little bit closer look at Amos this week. So hear now the words from Amos, chapter 5, verses 21 through 24. I hate, I despise your festivals, and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Even though you offer me your burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. And the offerings of well-being of your fatted animals I will not look upon. Take away from me the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the melody of your harps. But let justice roll down like waters. And righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of God's word. Let us pray. Almighty God as we hear this warning that God spoke through his prophet Amos Lord let us hear these words fresh make them relevant for our time here in this place in Christ's name we pray amen I hate I despise your religious feast, he says. How would we feel if we had been that congregation that God was speaking to? What if we had heard the words come from his mouth? I hate your worship services. Now, we put a lot of work and a lot of pride and a lot of prayer into our worship services here at Red Ridge. So I can imagine how devastating it would be to hear these words come from God's lips. So why do you think that God would ever say something like this to anybody? Well, I think it all boils down to an issue that we Still deal with today. Our private beliefs never translate into what we do in public. Our private beliefs never translate into what we do in public. We think or we talk about God only on Sundays. Wednesday mornings but other than that there is usually not a whole lot of thought much less speech or action on God's behalf worship of God is supposed to change our behavior as we focus totally on him as we focus totally on him The scripture says old things pass away and all things become new. If our thought processes and our actions aren't any different than before we began a relationship with Jesus Christ, then what is the point? What is the point? If our faith has no effect on who we are and what we do, then can we truly say that we have faith? If you go in the New Testament to the book of James, you will find a whole book there that is dedicated, if you will, to the aligning of our faith and our lifestyle. So why was God so angry here as he spoke to the people? He was angry because he saw no evidence in the people's everyday lives that they even had a relationship with him. To say it another way, their faith did not factor into their decision making. In Stephen Carter's book, The Culture of Disbelief, he says, we often ask of our citizens to split their public and their private selves, telling them, in effect, that it's fine to be religious in private. But there is something askew, he says, when those private beliefs become the basis for public action I don't know about y'all but my toes are feeling a little stepped on at this point If there was a political leader in this nation who stood up and said that he had been struggling for quite a while between what God wanted and what the people wanted, folks would be mighty upset, would they not? They would be mighty upset. In the beginning, in the roots of our history here in America, we had a solid foundation. It wasn't a perfect foundation, mind you, but it was rock solid In May of 1776, Congress actually appointed a day of fasting and praying for the colonies so that they might be, by sincere repentance, able to appease God's righteous displeasure and through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, obtain his pardon. And his forgiveness. And I thought long and hard about what we call today the National Day of Prayer. When was the last time you spent a whole day fasting and praying for your nation with your focus towards God? I think today that the National Day of Prayer has been relegated to a media opportunity for a prayer breakfast to show the dignitaries that come together to break bread and some designated person says a prayer. Or either in our schools, the students that choose may gather around the flagpole to pray. But what about the rest of our nation? This is a national day of prayer. God has become separated from the ordinary life that each of us live and our routine communication with each other. So what happens in that is that Americans don't talk much about God outside of the four walls of the church or at a women's retreat or a prayer meeting, which, if you looked, is not very well attended. We tend to guard our speech, if you will, to those around us. If we mention him at all, most times we are throwing our beliefs like religious darts at other people this passage in Amos clearly shows that God wants to be the center of our life not something that we only take out on Sunday and put back up until the next week Churches that are growing and are thriving are churches where there are full of believers, full of believers, who make Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior each and every day as they go about their daily life. Does that mean that you have to be at church 24-7? No. It does not mean that. It does not mean that at all. What it does mean is that a person's faith should be the guiding light of their life. Directing their decisions, their thoughts, and their actions in every area of their life. Psalm 119 Verse 105 reminds us, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Our goal as a church is to help people to come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And once they do that, Our goal continues to be to help them to grow in their faith. To grow in their faith so that they recognize the gifts and the talents that God has gifted them with. And to help them develop those gifts and those talents. To become a part of God's kingdom work. Sharing with other people the goodness of God. Why was God angry in the book of Amos? Israel was supposed to have been a nation of priests, a nation of priests, but instead they became evangelized by the culture even though they were regularly in worship. How indicting a statement is that? They were evangelized by the culture. That hits home. I know that the world says to keep your faith to yourself. But I say that faith is meant to be shared. And not just with the people you know who go to your church. The world says that what we do on Sunday should stay in the sanctuary building. But I say, what goes on on Sunday morning should prepare us for what God needs to do through us and for us Monday through Saturday. The reason that God has been able to bless America is because that those that came before us in the very beginning of our nation lived their faith. Because that's who they were. And if we do the same, then yes, God is going to bless our nation. He's going to bless our children and our grandchildren if we raise them in the faith. So, it truly is up to us can you will you live for god here in the good old usa let's us pray father god forgive us for falling so far away from our per- from our purpose lord as faithful christians here in this nation and just as we prayed for our children earlier, Lord, I pray for us as well that you continue to nurture our faith, to mature our faith, Lord, so that we too become mighty men and women of God who are not afraid to speak about God outside the walls of our church. Lead us And guide us, O Lord, for it is you that we pledge our allegiance to. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.